Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Pam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee and our good friend Kenny. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing most excellent. Kenny, what's up with you? Yo, what's poppin', y'all? I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all? Excellent. The weekend is over, so I'm not sure if I should be happy or sad or <laughs> glad or mad. Depends on if you have to work on Monday. That's that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did have a wonderful weekend. I had a show last night on Saturday, way out in the small city of Indio, California. And I know what you're probably thinking, people. Where in the heck is Indio, California? Exactly. It's in the middle of nowhere. Lo and behold, there's a casino there, and we had a wonderful crowd. The show was fantastic. It was actually one of the better gigs that I've done in a, in a, in a while. And uh, it was nice to get out there. Got a nice paycheck and then drove back home. So uh, it was wonderful. Renee. Had you have told someone you were going to be at the casino, I would have maybe showed up. You know, my mom goes to the casino all the time. She goes to that one in Indio. She goes to all of them, Fantasy Springs. Oh, wow. I've never been to the one in Indio, but yeah, that's my mother's hangout. And no, my mother doesn't gamble like that, but you know, she's retired and that's what people who are retired do. They go to casinos, at least when you live in California. <laughs> yeah so my weekend was nice i actually got out for once i hung out with some friends some old friends it was a birthday party so everybody gathered it was great to see some of my well not all my friends but one core group of my friends that have been my friends for a thousand years that was pretty interesting you know it's always great to people watch and then, yeah, I guess we can jump into some NASCAR unless Kenny wants to tell us about his weekend. Yeah, um, my weekend was, you know, pretty regular. Sat back today, watched a race with one of my friends from the NASCAR Diversity Internship Program. So that was pretty cool. Had a good time with that. And I bought some brand new shoes this weekend, which we'll talk about later, which actually relate to NASCAR. So let's go ahead and hop into some NASCAR talk. Yeah, we'll get to that. I'm just going to leave that at that. I'm going to let you talk all about those <laughs> shoes. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let's jump into <laughs> New Hampshire, Loudon, Lobster Talk, Top 10, Kevin Harvick and Keelan Harvick kiss the lobster because he won. <laughs> Denny Hamlin came in second, and we're going to talk about that finish because some would say the finish, like last week, saved the race, but... I'm not, well, I have an opinion on it, but I'm going to save it. Eric Jones came in third, Ryan Blaney fourth, Matt DiBenedetto, the burrito, came in fifth, Martin Truex Jr. came in sixth, Ryan Newman, P7, Kyle Bush eighth, Logano, P9, and Eric Amarola rounded out the top 10 notables. Kurt Busch only came in 18th. I expected him to follow up his win with at least a top 10. Well, actually, I was thinking a top five, but he didn't. He barely broke the top 20. And these are notables for bad reasons. Chase Elliott and Jimmy Johnson, Mr. Can't Get Right, because I'm going to go back to calling him that, is going downhill. He came in 30th and Chase came in 29th. 
I literally was scrolling through. I missed their names because I was looking in the top 20. When you get down to that 30 and so, those are the drivers who names you hardly ever call. So to see Chase Elliott and Jimmy Johnson down there, you're like, what is going on? And Alex Bowman, what place did he finish? I know he was actually driving Jimmy Johnson's backup car. Like, that's crazy when you go through your own car, your backup, and you're driving your teammates' backup during the race. That's bananas. Yeah. What Can somebody tell me really quick what place he came in? Came home. He came home 14th. Rough weekend for him. He broke a camshaft on Friday, wrecked the car on Saturday in practice where you you would think that wouldn't happen, and then they had to get that backup loaded off of Jimmy Johnson's truck. And the funny thing about that car is, if you noticed, is it has a black base, kind of like Jimmy Johnson's car. Mm-hmm. I actually think it looks pretty good instead of the navy blue, honestly. But solid day to come away with someone's car that you're not really in too often. Okay, so what's Jimmy Johnson's excuse? Like, dude, your teammate was in your backup and came in a better place than you. <laughs> they broke, they broke <laughs> I something, I think. Yeah, they broke something on that car, if I'm not mistaken, like real late in the race. Yeah, Jimmy had something broke. They had a rare mechanical thing happen to him. But come on, dude, what is going on? And not to make this a Hendrick conversation, but William Byron, what, he came in the top 20, I believe. Yeah, he finished 12th. That's a bad of a day. And he wrecked his car on Saturday, too. Yeah, so he was just outside wow. the top 10. I don't want to call him can't get right, but something's not right and i guess we can leave it at that yeah Yeah, you know it's it's, been rough (laughs) yeah you're right let's talk about denny's bump yeah kevin harvick the last little lap you were like okay denny really would have wrecked him and i think for one brief moment it flashed in his mind what happened with him and chase elliott and he did not want a repeat of that not because of anything other than the fans sounded off when he did that to Chase Elliott. I'm not quite sure the fans would have been that upset if he did it to Kevin Harvick. I don't think uh, the fans would have been that upset. But, you know, what I thought made a great case for for Denny and what made him look really good was his post-race comments, too, because I think he wanted to make sure that he let everybody know, because he did say it in his uh, post-race comments. He said, I wanted to tap him there. Uh, which he which he kind of did at one point, but but I think he meant like towards the 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 end, I guess coming around that last turn because he really could have. But going back to his comments, he said I didn't want to completely screw him, and I wanted to do this the right way. And I thought that that was a classy move to say that. You're talking about two veteran drivers here. Uh, they know how to race, uh, and when and when it comes down to the nitty gritty like that, you know, the, these kind of guys know how to race clean, uh, without having to do quote-unquote dirty stuff, and I'm using finger quotations here, but I thought Denny kind of handled that the, the right way, and, and very classy by him, by the way. It really turned out to be another a, another race, back-to-back, ending on a really positive note, and uh, it was it was good to see. I thought it was a pretty good battle at the end of that race, which um, I think, once again, two weeks in a row, we get two really good finishes. I thought that, I thought Denny was going to put it put a bumper to him, I'm not going to lie, especially Given the history that he comes from or the background he comes from as a short track driver, from his days when he was in Langley up in Virginia, Hampton Roads up in that way, I would have thought he would have moved him out the way. But I guess in the last lap, he was so close 
but couldn't get that runoff on turn between turn three and turn four. And that was pretty much all she wrote. I think he would have really dumped him if he had enough room and enough time to do it. Cause that's just how he is. And he's a short track driver. I know we're at a mile track, but New Hampshire somewhat drives like a short track, so to speak. So I thought it was fun though. I thought it was a really fun finish between two guys that are definitely championship caliber. And actually, Denny Hamlin is your championship pick. Yes, he is. Going back to what Renee said about his comments, he also cursed live on TV on NBC, which I literally grabbed the remote because I thought he said what I thought he said. (laughs) And then I was like, did he say what I thought he said? So I grabbed the remote and I was like, holy S-H-I-T. He said (laughs) S-H-I-T. I hope they don't find him. Here's where we'll go back is we always talk about Dale Jr. from time to time on this podcast. I know Renee does that. I remember, I think it was 2004, where this actually cost him a championship. At Talladega, I think Dale Jr. said the same thing on TV, and they docked him 25 points. And that made a difference, and that's why he ended up eventually not winning that championship. So, I wonder are they going to find him. Yeah, that, that was a really big thing. And I think that was Dale Jr.'s, probably his best chance. To win a cup championship was that year. And I think he had won eight races in that same exact year. But that one deal happened. And that was all she wrote. 25 points off and boom, that was it. If that's the case and that does happen to Denny, it would be another SHIT moment. And for those of you guys who actually missed the comment, Denny said, quote, SHIT. This podcast is rated PG, so I can't say the word, but I guess I could say it and I can beep it, but I don't even know if we want to go through all that in post-production, adding the beep sound. But Denny said, I said it. Okay. So Denny said, I don't know. Second sucks. Quoting the great movie Talladega Nights. If you ain't first, you last. And I guess- That sounds about right. That's a fair adjust, um, assessment. And yeah, it was 2004, just to confirm the Dale Jr. thing. Because he, after that, he wrecked twice. He wrecked at Martinsville in Atlanta, where he finished 33rd. Won at Phoenix that year, and just didn't do well at both Darlington and Homestead. I hope they don't find him. And I don't. I hope that doesn't... I don't think in this situation it'll affect his playoff uh, eligibility. I doubt they'll take a win away for that. <laughs> Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is NASCAR. Yes. Oh, I do want to talk about Harvick. Like, it's crazy to me. It took Harvick this long to win a race. And I'm hoping it it sparks something in Jimmy. Because now you're looking at Harvick has secured his place in the playoffs. He passed inspection, so his win is good. But Jimmy, Jimmy's out. Like, Jimmy's actually... After playoffs started today, Jimmy would not be in the playoffs. And that's just mind-boggling to me. It's one of those questions I don't know. We can't predict the future, but do you guys, in your heart, see Jimmy Johnson getting a win and getting in the playoffs? A win? I don't think so. I don't know if he'll get a win looking at these last couple races before we get into the playoffs. I think, if anything, he'll get in on points. Because today was such a weird day for where we were at in in points because we've had Daniel Suarez have a bad day, Jimmy Johnson had a bad day, Eric Jones had a bad day, Clint Boyer. All those guys are right on the bubble. Other than that, I think Jimmy Johnson, I don't see him winning. 
I see him getting in on points, and a day like this may happen again where you have a few of the potential guys that who are supposed to get in not get in because of X, Y, and Z happening between now and until we get to the brickyard. So it'll be tough. I do think it's going to be tough. I'm kind of leaning the opposite here uh, only because uh, – or maybe partially, you know what, I'm, I'm a little partial because I am a Jimmy Johnson fan, and I'm hoping for the best for him. However, um, I do think it's going to be tough, Tam and Kenny, but I think if anybody can pull it out, it's Mr. Seven Time. And I think maybe uh, some of this can really give him some motivation to do it. Guys like Kevin Harvick winning, Kurt Busch winning recently too as well. Clinton Boyer's kind of actually having a really a pretty decent year if you ask me. I'm hoping that he can see all of this going on and find some kind of way to talk to his team and going, look guys, you know, Harvick just pulled it out. Kurt Busch pulled one out and uh, like, let's get back on the ball and, and hopefully they can have some kind of team powwow or whatever it is that and find some kind of motivation to uh, pull one out before the year's over with. I mean, I'd really like to see him pull one out. I, I think he can do it. But as of right now, it does look like he's only going to get on points. And he may not even do that. But I mean, I hope he does. Tam's right. You can't predict the future, but hopefully he'll he'll pull one out. It's so funny, Renee. All the guys you mentioned, Boyer, Harvick, those are all the old school guys. And Jimmy clearly is an old school guy. Kurt, old school guy. We saw, I don't, we talked about this so much last year, year before. We saw the changing of the guard. I don't even want to use that term anymore because NASCAR folks beat that term to the end of time. <laughs> it's almost like the package. I don't, I don't want to talk about the package either. That's Kenny's thing. He always wants to bring up the package. But the changing <laughs> of the guard happened and Jimmy is kind of the leftover of the old crew, if that makes sense. Kurt is as well. Like, I remember reading some article about Kurt, his future, and it's kind of up in the air and unclear, but I don't think he really cared one way or the other. I mean, obviously he cares, but I don't want to misquote the article, but saying that to say, Jimmy is like, you don't want to see Jimmy go out like this. You want him to go out a winner. It's almost like watching Serena Williams you know, and I don't care what anybody says, if anybody wants to argue with me, you can find me on the Twitter at turns, no breaks, or at I am sincerely Tam. You can also find Kenny and Renee on Twitter. Renee is at it's Renee Garcia and Kenny's at Front Row Kenny. If you want to go toe to toe with me about Serena and about what I'm going to say, feel free. Serena, nobody can beat Serena. Serena beats herself. That's how those other girls win. And I feel like with Jimmy, though, it's different. Jimmy's just getting beat. He's not beating himself. It's, he's not, I don't want to say GOAT status. Like, to me, Serena is still GOAT status because she still makes it to the finals. And she's one of two last men standing. With Jimmy, I mean, damn, you came in 30th. How many drivers raced at New Hampshire? <laughs> <laughs> 38. You far from elite. I don't want to go on a Jimmy Johnson rant. What? Oh, I do want to talk about Ricky Stenhouse's rant. Well, it wasn't really a rant, but he basically put it out there. You guys really think he's going to pay Eric Jones back? Or you think it's just talk? He might do it, to tell you the truth. He's a pretty rowdy guy. I'll say that Ricky Stenhouse is. Luckily, this isn't another weekend where we're going into a plate race. Now, we get into the playoffs and Eric Jones happens to be in the playoffs. Perhaps you might see him throw an extra block just because. But 
with the remainder of the schedule, I don't really foresee a surefire opportunity up until we get to Bristol in late August. That'll be the next time I think something like that could happen. So if he puts a bumper to him under the lights at Bristol, don't be surprised. Hopefully you guys know what we're talking about as well. Ricky Stenhouse and Eric Jones got into it a little bit late into the race and Ricky Stenhouse wasn't too happy. He was pretty pissed. And I remember NBC had showed him walking away from the car after his incident. And he's a guy, obviously, as well, just like Eric Jones, is trying to fight his way into the playoffs. And when he was interviewed, he was basically saying, in his words, he'll have one coming. Essentially, when a driver says that, that means they're going to try and wreck you wherever it is. Now, I don't think he's going to deliberately do it. But if there is an opportunity for him to either block him or get in his way during a time, let's just say he may need to get a lap back late in the season, he's not going to let him by. He's going to make it just as hard as it is to pass Ryan Newman. (laughs) So he's learning from his elders. I'll say that. (laughs) I'll agree with that. That's for sure. I think going into these playoffs in these last several uh, races that that we have coming up, I think you're you're right, Kenny. It's going to have to take one of those instances where it's the right time, the right moment, and he'll do it. And Stenhouse, is, he's a little rowdy. You're right. He's kind of got a, a little hothead temper a little bit. Now, I, I don't know if most people know that, by the way. But he does He does have a, a little bit of a short temper there. But uh, in the playoffs, you know, what? They're, they're both trying to get in the playoffs. And um, it definitely can have, have to be the right time and the right moment for that to happen. And there was another dust up. We never talk Xfinity on this podcast. Xfinity racing, that is. but. Paul Menard, who runs in Cup, so I guess we can we have an excuse to talk about him. Plus, it was kind of like a big buzz around NASCAR what happened with him and Burton. Kenny, I know you watched the race because I was on the phone with you, so I'll let you take over once again and talk about this dust up, and then we'll move on to what else we need to talk about. Oh, we'll talk about Nike. Yes, we're going to talk about Nike on this podcast, and we'll talk about, I don't know if we should talk about Joy's comments on the restarts, his thoughts about NASCAR and the restarts, and then we'll jump into some predictions. Kenny, take it away. <laughs> yeah, so Little Burton, aka Harrison Burton, if y'all don't know, that is Jeff Burton's son, and him and Paul Menard got into it really late in the New Hampshire race, I think with about 30 laps to go or so. He had made contact with Menard prior to that, and so he had hit him about twice, is what Paul Menard had said on the radio, and then once they came to a restart, he had got him in turns one and two, and he bumped him out the way, put him into the wall, and pretty much ended the young driver's day, who he was doing really solid. He was in the top 10 all day, had a really good car, at least I thought so, and then once he got wrecked, that was all she wrote. So Harrison Burton had a few words to Paul Menard at the end of the day. And I don't think Paul really said too much back to the young fella, but I think for a change, Paul Menard gave the young Harrison Burton a lesson. You got to be real careful with who you bump on these type of tracks, especially the shorter tracks. He should already know that given his history with the late models and how he has. And once he got into them, there was a little bit of a talk about how he had mentioned in his interview that I'm not going to get pushed around like that anymore. I don't think he's really pushed around so much, so to speak. I think that was just an incident that happened and Harrison Burton was in the line of fire this time. And I think he'll definitely learn from it, especially as he gets older, because he's a super, super young guy, very talented. 
but it's had had his time and got into it with Paul Menard, and that's what happened essentially. So I can't really get mad at Paul for that, honestly. It's just a, a product of this type of racing. That's just what happens sometimes. And if you bump a guy enough, like Paul Menard did, you'll catch that catch fence in a heartbeat. Two comments. They're related but unrelated. One, you guys know, I let Kenny tell that story because he said it before in the podcast. He is a Burton fan, as in the dad, Jeff Burton. And <laughs> the other comment, it kills me. Kenny always talking about somebody being super, super young, and he's super, super young himself, so <laughs> it's just mind-boggling to me. That's he's true. always like, yeah, he's super young, and I'm like, Kenny, like, oh. you, you're you not even old enough to rent a car legal. Um, well, you're old enough to rent a car, but you have to be 25 to not pay the insurance. Something I I know you need to be 25 when it rents cars. Um, yeah, without paying that high, yeah. high rate. Like That's that. the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to talk about Joey saying that NASCAR Cup Series restarts are gamesmanship? Or do you guys want to just read that article? I don't even know. Let's skip it. If you guys want to check it out, Head over to racer.com. It was a pretty interesting article with Joy Logano's comments on NASCAR and the Cup Series when it comes to restarts. Let's jump into some real talk. Let's talk about Nike. As Kenny alluded to, he bought these particular shoes. Here's the backstory. Kenny, I'm going to give this whole story to Kenny. Although, like, I feel like, Kenny, you did all the talk on this podcast, but whatever. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I, these are, I know you want to tell this story. So, but I'm going to give you the backstory. There was a tweet that appeared on Charlotte Motor Speedway's Twitter account. And it had a photo of these Nikes that are racing Nikes and fans went in. And I know we probably have, well, I don't know because our podcast is so diverse, probably. Our fans may or may not feel like that when it comes to Nike. I personally, I just feel like get over it. People kill me. I'm not mad. You believe in what you believe. But some people just go too hard in certain (laughs) respects. Let people live. But nonetheless, there was a lot of backlash to the point where Charlotte Motor Speedway deleted the tweet. Kenny, I'll let you fill in the story completely since you actually went out and bought this pair of Nike. And for those that are anti-Nike, do not hate Kenny. It's his choice. We live in a country where we have choices. And you can choose to support what you want. And you can choose to spend your hard-earned money on what you want. And if somebody does something that you don't agree with, that's fine. Because we live in a country where we're all entitled to our opinions. So I just wanted to add my little two cents. Kenny, go ahead. Yeah, so... The Nike brand, big time shoe brand, obviously, they had a all-star weekend, which the all-star weekend was in Charlotte this year for the NBA all-star. And they dropped a, quite a few different pairs of shoes from each each level that they had, whether it was their Nike brand athletes or some of their own stuff. In this case, the Air Force One, which is a very, very popular shoe, has been for a long, long time. They decided to do a a racing version of the Air Force One. This pair of shoes was supposed to come out 
during All-Star Weekend, but Nike pulled the release back. I don't know what the reason they did that for. I was a little mad at first because I knew I wasn't going to be able to get my hands on them during All-Star Weekend since I was in Daytona, but then they decided to release them later on. And when Charlotte Motor Speedway tweeted about it, I'm like, oh man, I didn't know they were even coming back out. So I checked Nike. They didn't have my size, size 10. And then I called a a local footlocker and they had my size. And I'm like, oh man, that's great. Nike racing hasn't been a thing since the 2000s. And even on the back of the shoe, it has the old Nike racing logo. My current boss actually worked for Nike at the time. And he also was with Nike racing, which was kind of cool. And they really did a good job on a lot of their vintage stuff. And a lot of drivers and a lot of teams are even now today still have some type of form of Nike on their stuff, which is which is kind of cool. So I know people were like in an uproar about it. People had to say what they had to say because of obviously the disconnect between the whole Colin Kaepernick situation and then the Betsy Ross flag shoe that was supposed to come out. Then they Nike doubled down and said, no, we're not going to release it due to the history of it. I'm not going to go into it. If you know, you should know. It's not a good history, especially for us on this podcast for one. Don't think it's a real good thing, and I'm glad they pulled it back. But at the end of the day, if you don't like them so much, right, why waste your time commenting? Why waste your time saying F Nike or whatever you want to say? Just don't wear it. It is really just as simple as that. Other people can support things that you don't support. Not everybody's going to support everything you support. That's just what life is. We ain't all thinking the same exact way. So I think it's cool that Nike is even being able to do something of this nature, especially since they were theme based upon Charlotte Motor Speedway, which how many teams are really, truly getting backed by Nike and how many companies are getting Nike stuff? You should be happy that a big time company such as that is coming into a sport where we're having our our difficulties with certain sponsorship. That's a big time thing. And that's kind of cool. They even decided to dedicate a shoe. It's cool. I like them. So if you guys are at the Rovo, I probably will be wearing them during that weekend. Simple as that. (laughs) All right on. I can't wait to see those, Kenny. (laughs) <laughs> I said my comments. I don't get it personally. I never will. <laughs> There's actually, I, you know, I just want to say something. Renee is not aware of this, but we were called, and I'm not going to give any, how can I say this? I'm not going to glorify ignorance with a lot of response, but I'm just going to say this because it's so on point to what we're talking about. Somebody on Twitter said, y'all dumb. AF, Kenny, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, no, no, absolutely. Ah, I just, I want to laugh because if you listen to this episode, you dumb. No, I'm not even going to say that. (laughs) There was a Twitter exchange. You can go to my Twitter account and you can go to Turns No Breaks Twitter account. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, I'm not a very confrontational person. If you know me, I will clap back if you do something to me. But for the most part, I try to always say something positive. But when somebody who really, truly is dumb AF calls you dumb AF, as in dumb as F-U-C-K, you're like, really? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Okay. So that was just totally off the cuff. They can Google me. I was just, when (laughs) as I was listening to Kenny talk about the Nike thing, I was just thinking about that commenter. You know what's so crazy? Wow, I'm like on a different vibration because I have not even thought about that whole situation since it happened. 
Same. Until you had said something, and I forgot about it, honestly. That's good. But hey, like I said, you can Google me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can Google all three of us. Yeah, so. I was going to say. There goes I mean, that. You'd be surprised That's what you all can I'm find saying. on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we can move on to some predictions, but before I do that, I want to tell you guys a little story. There was once upon a time this podcast called All Turns No Breaks, and the podcast is slowly growing, but the podcast wants to grow, but we can't, all right? It can't. Okay, I've messed this whole story up, so I guess I'm not great at telling the story. So let me just tell you guys directly, we need your help. We need you to leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts if you happen to listen to our podcast through the Apple Podcast app. If you listen anyplace else, as in Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all that great stuff, we need you to download, listen, and tell a friend. And if any of those other places that you listen to the podcast allows you to rate and review us, please do so. So on that note, it is time for some predictions. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Renee, who you got? All right. Let me make sure I know where we're at first. <laughs> Polka, no. You know what? Renee never knows where we're at. We're going to revoke your NASCAR fan card. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> okay. What did I say last time? I said, where were we at? And we weren't even anywhere near there. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we were at Pocono this weekend. Here we go. I don't like to put too much thought into uh, trying to figure out, you know, uh, a winner. I usually just like to go off of a vibe. And believe it or not, last weekend, I actually almost thought about saying Harvick, but I was just like, no, he he, he really hasn't been doing any good. But, you know, I was like, well, but he's due for one. I'm actually going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that Kevin Harvick comes right back and wins Pocono. I don't know why. I just think that, that maybe coming off of this win will kind of motivate him in a, in a direction where he wants to really prove himself of all of this other bad year that he's been having. It's just a fluke. I, I really see him coming out and winning, winning Pocono again. If I have to go with an alternative pick, I'm actually going to go with, wow. I think I'm going to go with Kyle Bush. I think Kyle Bush could probably easily win this race as well, but I'm going to go with Harvick as my winner. And I'm going to go with my alternative pick uh, for Kyle Busch. Those are my picks, and I'm sticking with them. Okay. What say you, Kenny? All right. Going to the tricky triangle. Apparently, it's only got three turns. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's been it's been quite some time, a.k.a. only just a month since we've been back at Pocono. So I'm actually going to go with our spring winner for Pocono, and I'm going to go ahead and pick early summer winner. I'll pick Kyle Busch as my main pick, and then I'm going to go – on a limb for an alternative pick is Denny Hamlin, who won here back-to-back a couple years ago. So I think he can do it. He had a lot of pace this weekend in New Hampshire, and I think it should be another good one at Pocono. I'm not sure what it'll bring. Hopefully, we have another good weekend. So those are my picks for this weekend's race at Pocono. Let's say you, Miss Tam. Piggybacking off of what you just said about Kyle B., Kyle Busch is a three-time winner at the Tricky Triangle. Two of those wins came in 2018 because he won back-to-back last year at Pocono. His brother, Kurt Busch, is also a three-time winner at the Tricky Triangle. Your boy, Denny Hamlin, 
is a four-time winner. He has the most wins at Pocono. And Martin Truex Jr. is a two-time winner. Truex, Hamlin, and the Bush brothers are the only, actually, I was going to say they're the only current drivers, but they're actually the only drivers with multiple wins at Pocono, if I'm not mistaken. So on that note, I'm just feeling like Denny Hamlin is there and he's riled up. I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin as my winner and my alternative is going to be Mr. Eminem's, Mr. Kyle Bush. Those are my picks. And as Renee used to say, I'm sticking to him. Yes, that's correct. Mr. Eminem's, I actually kind of like that, Tam. <laughs> that made me want to just go run out and get a pack of Eminem's for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I got a sweet peanut or plain. <laughs> now, you know what? That's a good question. And I do like peanuts. Uh, I, every once in a while, I like plain Tam, but I thoroughly like uh, the peanuts better, a lot better than I do just the plain. Well, I don't eat sugar anymore, so I can't. I don't even want to indulge in this conversation. It's my taste buds all riled up, but I don't eat sugar. All right. Well, there we go. Those are our picks. If you have picks, what say you guys uh, to our listeners? Hit us up on our social media, just like Tam alluded to earlier and mentioned earlier. Please go and hit us up on our podcast. Follow us. Leave us a comment. Rate and review us. We certainly appreciate your support. Uh, We certainly appreciate you uh, telling somebody else about our podcast because we really would love for this podcast to grow. Nevertheless, thank you for your support. And for Tam, Kenny, and myself, we will see you again next week here on another episode of All Turns No Breaks. See y'all next week. Headed to the Poconos. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 